Hey everyone, welcome to Past Lives and the Divine. I am Gina, the host of this podcast, where we get deep in conversation about our connection with past lives, our soul evolution, the divine, the divine out there, the divine inside each and every single one of us. And we do this for like healing so we can feel a little better and for a little entertainment, as always. So in today's episode, episode number 12, can you believe it? We're talking about the upcoming podcast break that I'm taking, just a little podcast break in January 2020. I'll be back in February, more on that coming up in this episode. And I'm going to talk about why I'm taking a break, how I'm not going to feel guilty during this break, even though I'm not doing it, the fear I had around making the decision to take the break. Uh, I cover all of that. So you'll like that in this episode. Hopefully you'll find that interesting. And then you'll also enjoy this episode. We'll be covering, uh, if you're interested in, kind of what I'm working on right now. Clients come to me and they, you know, have goals for their session or questions about their session or things that they're working on. Uh, You know, we're all on this soul evolution, this conscious path to evolution, if you want to be on it. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably on it. And uh, I just want to let you know, like, where I'm at right now. What am I working on? Uh, what did that look like in the past? What do I hope it looks like in the future? What am I doing to kind of, you know, be mindful of it? And the spiritual relapse I had a couple weeks ago or like a month ago, (laughs) um, (laughs) which I laugh about now, but uh, you'll see why I'm laughing. Okay, uh, so that is all that we're going to cover. A little bit about the break, a little bit where I'm at spiritually, and why I want you guys to know what I'm dealing with. Like, why is... Why is that anyone anyone's business? Because I want it to be. So I'll tell you why in this episode. So before we dive in today, our next episode. And when I say our, why do I say that? Do I say that because Tula's laying on the couch right beside me? Well, she's not right beside me, but uh, do I say that because I think of this as our podcast, like me and you? Probably all the above. But before uh, we dive in today, I'm going to talk about our next podcast episode. And that is going to be on February 7th of 2020. So I'm taking a little over a month off, rejuvenate, plan ahead for this podcast. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know what I'm going to be talking about on that day. That's so far off in the future. But what I can tell you is I have more past client interviews coming up. Um, so interviews in general. I want to talk a little bit more about my soul connection to my partner, Alex. I want to talk um, more about, oh, like life between lives, maybe. I want to talk about uh, my connection and my experience with my spirit guides. Other healing modalities that I've done, like breath work and how that ties into my past life regression healing. Um, spontaneously moving to death scenes of past lives in my breathwork sessions. So I want to cover a lot in the upcoming episodes, but what I really want to ask you is, you just heard what I want to uh, uh, cover in my future episodes, and what I want to ask you is, what do you want to hear about? So maybe I just rattled off some things like the interviews and uh, healing modalities I'm doing and that sort of thing. And maybe you're like, yes, I want to hear that. Or maybe you're like, no, I don't. I want to hear about this. Or yes, I want to hear about that and this and this. Or tell me more about this. Or here's a question that I have. Please let me know because I, I love doing this podcast. And what makes it even better is when I feel like it's kind of a collaboration between 
you and me and we're both doing things that we like. So of course I want to serve up things that you want to listen to. So you can let me know. You can let me know by going to pastlivesandthedivine.com slash subscribe. Once you enter your email address, you will get an email back from me that's automated. So it'll happen right away. And then you can um, type in there and let me know what you want to hear more about. So whether it's a specific question or a topic you want to hear more about or a question about a topic. Uh, and just let me know. Hit reply and let me know. And I will get that email. I am the only one in my email box. And depending on the email, if it's an email that needs a little bit more, like sometimes people email with a question that I want to think about for a little bit, then it might take me like two or three days to get back to you. Otherwise, I think uh, outside of the weekends, I get back pretty quick. So let me know. And I appreciate the time you take to listen. And I appreciate the time you take to give me feedback. It really helps. And you just, you have no idea. Okay. So that is what we're covering today. And that is what I'm asking of you. Thank you so much for being here. Let's gather around the fire and get into this episode. All right, starting it off, talking about the break I'm going to be taking in January. So in January um, of 2020, that is next month, I'm not going to be releasing any podcast episodes. I am taking that heat off of my plate for the month of January because I have a hard time in the month of January. Historically, that's been true. Uh, every year, I think I find ways to help myself out so it's not so uh, such a drag, leaving me feeling like... Um, really stuck, but at the same time, very restless. And it's just a hard time of year. I don't think it's just me. Obviously, for one, I live in Minnesota. So living in Minnesota, the temperature gets so, so cold. And um, to the point where it's like, if you have a dog you need to take out, sometimes it's so cold that they don't even have time to pee and poop at the same time. And so on top of it, you have to take them out, bring them in, warm them up and take them out again. It's so annoying. I mean, that's just one of the many things, but that's what we were dealing with this morning because it's December and it is five freaking degrees Fahrenheit. It's drying, man. And uh, so happy to say that that is my biggest problem. It's the darkest, coldest time of year, but I live in a new house that I really like. It's heated. I have a really good life and still that gets to me. So I'm so thankful and also giving myself grace for the things that are hard and trying to help myself out. So even though I love this podcast and I see the value in this podcast and I love hearing what your thoughts are on the podcast conversation, the topics and your experience with your own intuition and your own past lives. I love hearing from that and I love hearing from you all. So um, there's that is so valuable to me. And I've also, of course, gotten a lot, I guess, more new clients because of the podcast than I had originally thought. Well, I guess I wasn't really thinking of that when I created the podcast. So I guess if I was thinking about that, that makes sense, right? Like you talk about what you're doing, people become interested and book a session. I get that. That makes sense. 
I've been an entrepreneur since 2009. But when I created the podcast, that's not what I was thinking about. I was just looking to have more conversations about it and having more conversations with people that didn't include me talking about past lives 101. Because a lot of times when people would be like, wait, no, you're not doing wellness anymore. What are you doing? And when I would say, well, I always tell people, well, I'm a hypnotist. And then depending on if I don't know them at all, then I will just say I'm a hypnotist. And then if they ask follow up questions, then I say, well, I actually am not practicing in the way of like what most people think of when they think of hypnotists, they think of like, oh, stopping smoking or weight release or, you know, whatever. And I can do that. And I see the value in that. But uh, what really gets my jollies, as you all know, is helping people facilitating sessions that include hypnosis to allow people to experience and see past lives or connect with their angels, their spirit guides, or other, their higher selves, or other enlightened beings to help them just feel better in this life, right? And so a lot of times when I would say that to people, they'd be like, okay, I could just see them being like, I understand the word past and life and maybe regression, but what the fuck does that mean altogether? And so I just wanted to open up that conversation because I am surrounded by so many people and make contact with so many people who I know are interested in it, but they have no idea. So really, that's why I started the podcast. Um, Like I said, uh, January is hard for me. So what I like to do is give myself a little grace. Uh, That is a practice that I have been actively working on for almost four years. I can almost pinpoint the day I started. And the practice of I'm going to slow down and that's okay. I'm going to take time for myself and that's okay. I'm not going to do all the things and that's okay. So um, I put that practice in on this. So knowing, you know, around September, October, I think it's pretty common for most of us to kind of to be like, wow, the year's almost over. What does that mean? What does next year mean? As a business owner, it's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do differently? What do I want to add? And for me, knowing that January and a lot of times February, if I don't take care of myself in January and February, even March, can be really difficult for me. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's seasonal. I don't know if it's just the inability to like throw on my flip-flops and go outside. It's like, Going outside is a process. It can be very uncomfortable if you don't take that process. Whatever it is, I don't know what it is, but there is that balance of like, I'm going to keep digging into it, trying to make myself better in it. But also, I'm going to give myself a fucking break because I deserve it. And I've been working hard since I was like 13. I've had jobs. And so it's like, if I can take some things off my plate, I will. And... uh really releasing myself from that thought of like, if it's not productive, it's not good enough. If it doesn't make money, it's not good enough. If it doesn't look good on social media, it's not good enough. That one's easy for me. I don't really care about social media. I mean, I enjoy it from time to time, but it's definitely not in the forefront of my mind when I'm living my life. And, you know, just to be like, I am worthy, even if I don't do certain things. 
So in my business today, number one is when I see clients one-on-one and like number two is like creating space to hold gatherings and groups where I can do group hypnosis, do sound baths, meet new people, and hopefully one day they will become clients and we can work closer one-on-one. So that to me is like the number one for me because not only do I like that work, but I live in capitalism Uh, And so I need money. I mean, I don't need a ton of money, but I do need money. So things like the podcast, even though there is a ton of value in it and I really enjoy it, it is something that I am just going to put on the back burner for the month of January and give myself a little bit of a break. And then if I wake up in January and I'm like, I'm so motivated, I want to work on the podcast, then I can. And then I'm just working ahead and I'm helping my future February and March self out. But to give myself that space and feel fine with it is, it feels really good. And it's kind of a checkpoint for me of not getting wrapped up in the fear of like, oh, you have this podcast and every episode becomes more popular than the previous episode and um, keep that momentum going. And if you take a break, you're going to lose all the momentum. And maybe that's true. Also, I don't necessarily think that's true. I guess in some situations it might be, but if I'd imagine that my mis- my listeners are a lot like me in the sense I have, I listen to podcasts and people who take breaks. Like one podcast that I love, one woman that I love, she's been on break like all year and I want her to come back, but it doesn't matter. I'm subscribed. And so when she does come back, I'll get a notification. Um, I'm certainly not hating on her for taking a break and doing what she needs fully realizing that life is more than what we see online. I get it. I'm a human too. That's the same for me. So just having faith that people who listen will continue to listen and that everybody knows how to use a subscribe button. And so if you like it, uh, subscribe. And if you really like it and want to be a part of the conversation and you haven't yet, go to pastlivesandthedivine.com slash subscribe and get on the email list. Because then when I do release the next episode, which will be on February 7th, then you'll get an email in your email box letting you know that it's up and ready for you, ready for your ears to listen. And then what's cool about that, and I love it when you guys do this because you're really good at doing this, is when you listen, then you hit reply to that email and let me know like what you thought about it, the questions that you have after listening to it, the specific topics that you really enjoyed hearing about, things you want to hear more about. Uh, And I just love hearing from you because yes, I want to do this podcast. There are a million ways to go about it. So I want to do it in a way that you actually enjoy. And I enjoy because like what a beautiful overlap. So Um, head over there and do that. That's my little infomercial for get on my email list. Okay. Um, So one of the things that I think is pretty typical to come up and it's been a part of my journey. It's not a part of my reality anymore, but it definitely is a part of my past. It's like taking a break from something, not only the fear, like I mentioned of like, oh, are people going to remember me? Am I going to be forgotten on the side of the road (laughs) in the dust? is um, the actual guilt of putting it into practice. So I, for almost four years, have actively been working on not feeling guilty when I'm not doing things that aren't money makers, when I'm not doing things that aren't productive, when I'm not doing things that don't have a lot of value in terms of our, you know, capitalistic society. 
So really detaching myself from that, participating in it because I live here and I do like to make some money and I do like to spend some money. Um, and so participating in that, but in the most balanced, feel good way that I personally can. So for me, uh, I would say, you know, five plus years ago, taking a break would not be something I would have allowed myself to do. Never. Absolutely. Like the thought wouldn't have even crossed my mind. Nope. Um, and then if it did cross my mind or if it was like, oh, I really need a break or I'm going to take a break today and not work after 2 p.m. Thoughts would go through my head like I shouldn't be doing this. Who am I to take a break? What would so-and-so think if they knew that I was, you know, reading on the couch? And um, that is a piece of the self-care puzzle that I think people don't talk about. Number one is like some people just can't afford to do that. And so I feel lucky that there are days that I can just do that. Also, I feel grateful to my past self for working on myself. So when I do take a break, I'm not getting mind fucked by all these thoughts of like, you should feel guilty because this isn't making money. What would so-and-so think? This isn't productive. And <clears throat> like I said, that journey really started for me like four years ago. And it was, well, almost four years ago. And it was, I went to an acupuncturist a few things led me to finally go, you know what? I'm going to try it. And when I saw this acupuncturist, she, I no longer see her. She got a different job or moved away. And basically what I was working with was like, I showed up and I was like, I don't know what's going on with my body, but I just feel like I cannot gain strength. Like I was in the practice of like lifting weights for a workout. And one of the things I know about my, from my past as a personal trainer is like, if you're chronically stressed, if your body is um, like too tight, too stressed, there's a number of different reasons. But um, a telltale sign is like you work out on the regular, you should be making strength gains and you're not. And even sometimes you start to go backwards. And then we need to look at kind of like vitality, energy levels, stress levels, that sort of thing. And there are other things that we need to do to kind of like restore that foundation. So then we can make improvements and gains no matter what we're trying to do. So I had been seeing that for a while. Uh, I started losing my hair, which isn't great because I feel like I I am like hair, I, like I don't have arm hair. Or I hardly have leg hair. I'm not a super hairy person. So like to lose any hair, it's it would not be good. So I was losing hair and it was very obvious. And um, I felt like I couldn't digest food. Everything I ate was like uh, causing me to be bloated with the exception of smoothies. And my acupuncturist, there were other symptoms too, but one of the things my acupuncturist and I worked on where she was like, you need to just like lay down <laughs> and stop working out and you need to rebuild that foundation. And she used different words, but this was my translation of it of your body is so depleted from your activities, from your work, your work schedule. Cause it was at that point that I had finally just stopped working seven days a week. I would just work every day, every day I was working every day I was doing something and maybe not every day was a 12 hour day, certainly not on the weekends, but for sure a few hours of work on the weekends every day. And, um, and then on top of that was like all the negative self-talk, all of it that I would do to myself, just really fucking trashed my chi. 
<laughs> okay, so I say chi, and I'm not told. I think it's like the life force in your body, like your energy levels. And she was like, and you've done it so much that like your body can't even digest food. That's why the only thing you can eat and not feel bloated is your <clears throat> smoothies, which have essentially already been chewed and pulverized to a liquid so your body doesn't have to do that much to digest them. And so she gave me practices to do at home and I started doing more baths, which I've always been a bath person, but I started to like intentionally do a few of them a week and um, rearranging my schedule so I could literally just like uh, lay on the couch. And I don't know if this was part of her grand master plan, but one of the things was like, she had some balm that I would rub on my stomach and then put a heating pad over it. And she was like, this is going to do such and such for your whatever channel in your body. And it was, and, and so even though I was like laying on the couch for 30 minutes in the afternoon, um, it was doing something. And I think that that really helped me to be like, well, I'm doing something. I'm not doing anything, but I'm not doing something. And along that path, I really started to address like, why do I feel guilty? I don't like trying to slow down and feel guilty and, really what that came down to was detaching myself from this economic point of view that we have where if it's not productive, if it's not making money, then you should feel guilty for doing it. Like, who are you to do these things? And so separating myself from that, which in order to separate myself from that, I really had to dig into what does that really mean though? Because if I could separate myself from that, wouldn't I just already do that? Because that would feel amazing. And instead, digging into it and being like, okay, but like, what's the fear underneath that guilt? What are the thoughts underneath that guilt? What's kind of the narration going through my head as I think of these things? And it was really just um, what it came down to was what I said before is like this economic point of view of if it's not productive or doesn't make money, it's not worthy of your time. And you are not worthy unless you are making money or being productive. And um, other people are going to look down on you for that. And so you better keep it secret. Like this is your little shameful little secret that you have to take some time in the afternoon and sit on the couch and not try to not work as much. And so those were kind of the big things of like um, seeing my worth as a human regardless of how other people may perceive me or are currently perceiving me and giving me that feedback, which is huge. Uh, that was a big, big struggle for me. I still, it's something I still grapple with, which I'll talk about in a little bit when I get off the January break talk, but it's something that I still grapple with growing up in the house I did. It was very much like I very much had to manage how I was perceived to avoid people in my house from having a freak out, having a tantrum, an adult-sized tantrum, uh, and the verbal and sometimes physical abuse that would come with that. And um, when you learn things like that, and it's part of your survival technique growing up, it becomes second nature. It is so deeply ingrained in my subconscious mind to take the temperature of a room, monitor facial expressions and nonverbal cues. How are these people taking me? It is so ingrained in my operating system that I, a lot of times, don't even know I'm doing it. And then I adjust my behavior to 
manipulate them, I guess, to use like a strong word, to manipulate them to see me in the light that I want them to see me. It's just like fucked up round and round. Like there's no way. There's no way. Like I am powerful. You are powerful, but we are not that powerful. Like it's just not in the human nature to be able to read minds. And for me also, because part of my survival skills growing up also included never assume something is going well. Like if you're getting positive feedback, great. But if you're not, then it's probably not going well. And for me growing up, that worked because that's kind of how it went in in the space that I grew up in and in the circle of people that I grew up in was like, you know, just assume people don't like you and that they're pissed at you until it's blatantly clear otherwise. And sometimes even if people say they like you or they're not angry, that's not true. I mean, these things worked in the 80s and 90s in my house growing up, but they do not work anymore. I do not have that life. I do not have those relationships anymore. Or I should say I do have some of those, still I have those relationships, but the relationship is not like that anymore. Uh in a blatant way. There's still kind of undertones, which I'll talk about in a little bit uh, in the section of this podcast that's Gina talking about what she's still working on. But um, also, so that the pairing of taking the temperature of a room, reading people, and then always assuming things are not going well, assuming people don't like you, assuming people are angry with you, it's a real mindfuck. And my ability to take it easy, take time for myself, relax, have fucking hobbies that don't pay, that have no productivity value besides when Alex comes home and I'm like, hey, look at this mandala I colored. And he's like, whoa, that's super cool. Like if that's the, that's the only like energetic exchange I get from it. And I don't feel guilty anymore, but I used to. So what I'll say is like, and I guess why I'm bringing this up is If you are in a space where you're like, I need to take time for myself, you know, self-care, that sort of thing, um, pay attention to the narration that's going on in your mind. Because if that is negative and manipulating and fucking lying to you and making you feel guilty or shameful or not good enough, that is where that I would encourage everybody to pull at that thread. And I encourage you because when I pulled at that thread... Oh, there was like <laughs> miles and miles of thread and like, and it it's not only interesting, I think, to understand all of that stuff, like the psychology behind it is so fascinating to me, um, but it also helped unravel not only my ability to like take time for myself and regenerate, rejuvenate, restore, but that sense of worthiness and confidence it infiltrates every other part of my life. It's only a benefit to every part of my life. So um, I would encourage you to do that. And of course, of course, you know, past life regression was, you know, a big piece of that puzzle for me, being able to do, to unravel that. So what I'll say about that is like, what I think is so cool about past life regression well, 
what I think is so cool. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Listen to the other 11 episodes. But what I would say is like, not only the value you get in individual epi- uh, individual sessions. So in every episode of this podcast so far, I've talked about specific sessions that I've done and the lessons learned and the changes from that and the emotional experiences. And then I had a guest last episode who so graciously took the time to talk to me about it. Um, And I'll be doing more of that. But what I think is so cool is like when you're someone, when I had kind of like a catalog of past life experiences behind me, it was easy for me to start to see this fabric of my life that had been woven and in a way for me to like understand it and understand it so I can go into certain shadows and corners and kind of try to clean that up or make it more functional and then understand it too just so I can understand myself more. Because if you're anything like me, if I'm looking at something and I disagree with the way someone's acting or the decisions someone made or the rules that are in place or why something is the way it is, if I understand why, it's like all of the emotional upheaval I had about it almost mostly completely goes away. And the same is true for just me and my existence. And instead of just fighting with this narration in my head, these survival skills that are totally outdated of like, assume the worst, try to manipulate everybody so they like you, uh, you know, all of that stuff. It's like, if I can get that out of my head, I feel so much better and so much better about who I am. And that not only affects my ability to restore and rejuvenate my physical body, my earth suit, the vehicle in which I do everything, um, but it also affects all of my relationships and all of my decisions and the ruminating that I can do after an interaction that maybe didn't go well or a perceived failure. It helps to loosen the grip and even just totally dissolve sometimes all of it. So, uh, in a past life regression, not only is that session really, really valuable, but it's the multiple sessions where you start to really kind of see this fabric of your soul. And um, and for me, that is one of them, right? I didn't come out of a past life regression experience saying, wow, I have the ability to like uh, color and relax or you know, mull the lawn and not feel guilty about not being productive. It was a culmination of the stripping away of the fucking bullshit and the fucking dysfunction that I had took on as a coat of armor to navigate certain parts of my life for the first couple decades of my life and being able to shed that. And by shedding that voice, by shedding all these other layers, it's just kind of like you start to see the polished piece. I don't know. You guys, I'm looking out a window. Just very beautiful snowflakes coming down. And the backdrop is a really beautiful pine tree. <laughs> How's that for a tangent? It's so pretty. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, so it's not only, it's really cool. So my thought is like, if you did a past life regression, whether it's with me or not, this is not like a promotion for me. This is a promotion for how good I think the um, the method is. It's like, if you did it and it felt good, like do it again. 
or if you did something else, breath work, Reiki, whatever, acupuncture, if you did it and you do it, keep doing it. Because the more we get to know ourselves, the easier life gets, the better it feels. And yes, like we hit patches where it's like uncomfortable. Ugh, I, I have to do this. It's a growth moment. It's uncomfortable. But the tools that we have going in just get sharper and better. And then the tools that we get and the feelings that we get after we get over that hump are just like after the dust settles. It's just like a newer, shinier version of yourself. So I can say that my ability to take this break and really enjoy this break is, is um, a change that I can't point to a specific example and it's even hard to put into words, which maybe makes it even cooler. Um, and I know that it is because of all the unraveling I've done in past lives. At reliving experiences, releasing emotions and blocks and entities. And I, I've been in the past life regression chair or life between lives, um, I think close to 30 times. I can never remember that number. And, but I have them all documented, of course. Uh, but what I will say is like a common theme for me is like being an outsider, thinking other people don't like me or thinking I don't fit in and then essentially making myself an outsider, whether it's like, community or a village that I leave or a family that I leave, um, being a loner, uh, whether I'm really truly completely alone, like roaming the wilds. I've had a couple lives like that or being within a family unit. I've had a few lives like that where I'm just like, they don't like me and I'm closed off and I have the inability to give or receive love. And even just reliving that stuff has like, unlocked a portion of me where my soul and my higher self are just like, see how stupid that is? See how that is just unnecessary? And see how that hurts more than like opening yourself up and maybe getting hurt every once in a while? It's not a dull background pain every single day, every single minute, every single second. I don't know. I, I feel like I kind of lost my train of thought there. But it's really um, seeing these past lives and having these layers of armor that have not only been built up in this life, but built up and the foundations set in place in past lives, even just reliving it. Sometimes when we bring the subconscious to the conscious, it's like a way of like pulling a rabbit out of the hat and just being like, oh, you were in there. Go be free. And it's like sometimes that's all we need to do to let it go and we can see it's just like when you have negative thoughts running in your mind and then you're like this is why journaling is so great or talk therapy is so great and then you talk it out or you write it out and it's like that's really mean or that's really dumb or that's not true at all but the but if we keep it in our head and we keep it in our minds and in our hearts and we never express it it just becomes this like nasty coach that's like dictating our behavior so that's just another way to release it. And I can see me being able to take this break is a direct result of like all the work I've done to see the value in me just for being human, like as a birthright, not because I do certain things or I am a certain someone or I have this many followers or whatever. And um, yeah, so 
there's that. If you listened to that and you were like, what the fuck? Or she didn't answer my question. God, email me and let me know. Okay, uh, that's the beauty of it, right? I'm just rambling on, but uh, tangents. Maybe that's Maybe that's the value in it. Okay, so that is the information, the context of the January break. I'll be back February 7th. And you can, again, get on the email list, pastlivesandthedivine.com slash subscribe. And I'll email you when the February 7th, February 7th episode is up. That's February 7th of 2020. I'm so excited. What a cool year. And uh, in the meantime, I'm going to be posting a little more to Instagram. So you can find me at Instagram, pastlives.tourguide. I post pretty sporadically. I post when I want to. And honestly, it's just never the first thing in my mind. I'm never like doing something fun or in a really cool experience and thinking, I got to take a picture and post this, which um, is not how you win at social media, but it is, I think, how I win at life. I, um, yeah, I just sometimes social media feels gross to me when I think about like, the followers and just in general, the popularity, like the popularity contest of it all. Uh, And then that makes me want to go like, fuck you. I don't want any followers. I'm doing what I want. I'm never going to post. So I have to like uh, acknowledge the rebel in me and then go, yeah, but you really like connecting with these people on Instagram. So I'm going to play around with that a little bit more in January. Uh, And so if there's like parts of my break that you want more information on if you have questions anything like that you can always reach out on instagram and you can also um of course reply to an email (coughs) if you're on my email list sorry but um yeah if there's like parts of my life that make you go well how does she navigate this or what does she do with this let me know Okay, moving on. Next topic that we're going to be talking about is things that I'm working on personally. So uh, people come and they have questions, right? Like they want to know their purpose in life. They want to know how to deal with certain people or situations in their life. They want to know what's the next step for them. Like clients come with all kinds of intentions and session goals And one of the things that I really want to hit home on this podcast and just in the work that I do is I really want to avoid, I think I mentioned this in the very first episode, kind of like the trailer of this podcast, is the harm in seeing someone as a guru and like that guru mentality. And it's what we do in this culture. And again, it's the economics, it's the capitalistic society of, hey, if you need something, you don't have the ability to do it, uh, give your power away and have someone else tell you how to do it. Sometimes this works, right? Like, um, I need to hire an electrician to redo the electrical box. I'm not that powerful. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. So I need to pay a professional for that. But when it comes to what's best for you, I th- if we can get in and like see the power that we have, it's a fucking game changer. And in episode 11, when I interview Ashley Sondergaard from Wedded Wellness, we talk about that, like the subtle differences in our decisions and the way we are, the way we be in our daily lives changes when we even just get a little sip 
of that power that we truly have as human and spirit and the power that we have around us with our angels and our spirit guides. And, um, and I think that guru mentality, like, I don't know how to eat. Someone tell me how to eat. I don't know what I'm doing. Someone tell me that is, is, can be really damaging, right? Like we have to be our own advocate, right? Figure out you, me, I'm going to figure out me. And then if I am dealing with something, I might go see a doctor for this or someone who can help me for this. But I'm not just taking everything they say and being like, yes, that is for me. It goes through the filter of, does this feel true? Is this really going to work? Do I know that to be true for my, you know? So uh, that power is dampened when we feel like this person knows everything and I don't know anything. And I never want people to feel that way. Like if anything, I'm just further down this path because I'm obsessed with past life regression and I've done so many sessions that I'm a little further down the path, but that doesn't mean that you can't do one session and and be totally in touch with your own power and uh, have your own opinions about it. And so I I would rather be seen as, as someone who is as wonderfully imperfect and flawed as you are and like standing shoulder to shoulder with you on this journey of self-discovery and feeling better in general and cleaning up our side of the street. So even if we do have to deal with dysfunctional, harmful people, we can do it in a way that feels better and doesn't deplete us so much and maybe even leads those other people in a way that can help them along their journey. Not that we're here to fix other people, but people do uh, learn better when we lead by example. So, uh, of course, that's a benefit of doing this work as well. When other people you love and cherish become better and feel better and get better at communicating and loving and accepting love and giving love and all of that, it can just add to this wave of improvement in our lives. So anyway, uh, to really hit that point home, I just want to talk a little bit about what, like, what I'm currently dealing with, what I'm digging into, the progress I've made so far, what I'm kind of looking at. Because uh, I don't ever want to give the impression that I'm like done and finished and I know everything. That's absolutely not true. And honestly, I think that the more people study spirituality and their souls and all of that, what's really going on in other realms and dimensions, what's going on behind the scenes and under the curtain, uh, we start to see that, you know what? We don't really have a fucking clue. (laughs) All we can do is like engage with the universe within our body, minds, and souls and just get to know that as good as we can. And that'll help us navigate the unknown because being comfortable in the unknown is like a, a part of life. You can either be uncomfortable or comfortable, but the unknown is a part of life and trying to control it might give you some solace in the moment, but you're going to get even more soothing calmness if you can get uncomfortable with the unknown. And I know that to be true and it's something that I'm working on. So one of the reasons I want to do this is because, as you know, if you've listened to this podcast, I spent 15 years working as a personal trainer, group exercise instructor. I was even a massage therapist for a while. I did personal wellness coaching. I did corporate wellness consulting. And at the end of the day, it's I didn't do anything to manage that guru aspect that people had of me. And to be honest, um, in my 20s, that felt really good to have people be like, I like you. I want to listen to you. 
Uh, but as I grew and became more aware, it was like, this actually feels pretty gross to have people think that I'm perfect. And then it felt gross in certain interactions, right? Like having a blog, being an online entrepreneur, the world is not that big. <laughs> so it's like, I remember one time my husband and I were like eating at a burger joint or whatever. And I saw someone who I hadn't coached this woman, but I knew her and it was like, I was eating a cheeseburger and she was like super judgy about it. Or one time I was at an event and I just like really wanted a Mountain Dew. Uh, yes, soda is not healthy. I don't, you know, the general consensus is, is like, you feel better if you don't drink it a lot. You feel better if you don't ever drink it. You feel better if you give it up, if you used to drink it all the time. But sometimes I just want that sweet, cold bubbly on my lips, right? And one time I, I just have a hard time Sometimes I have a hard time like filtering myself in ways that don't really matter. And so I was at this like happy hour. It was like a lot of work people, but it wasn't a work happy hour. And someone's spouse was there. And so she read my blog a lot. So my point is like, we didn't have a lot of in-person connection, but she like read my blog and would do some of my online programs. And we were standing there talking and I, I was said something of like, oh, I think I'm going to have a Mountain Dew. And she was like, oh my God, really? And like the look on her face was just like pure disappointment. <laughs> I mean, pure disappointment. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just want one right now. I, I haven't had one in forever. You know, why do I need to justify this? And, she, and I was like, oh, does that disappoint you? And she was like, yeah, a little. I was like, gross. I don't want to live at these high, high fucking standards where I can never have a Mountain Dew. Like, I'm not going to drink it every day. I probably don't even have one a month. But like, if I want a Mountain Dew, I'm going to have one. And that's fine. And like, 90-year-old Gina isn't going to feel worse because I had three Mountain Dews one year. Yeah, you know. Anyways, long, drawn-out story is, as I do. But I just, I want to avoid that. Like, I'm human too. And uh, I don't claim to be a therapist or anything like that. And know that just I think my gifts lies in holding space for someone helping someone feel safe and giving someone the avenue to access their power which um I think is like almost everything for you or me to access my own power so I never want to give that impression that I'm like done or perfect okay so what am I working on right now Ugh. One of the things I'm focusing on right now, and I, I touched on it a little bit like earlier in this episode, was continuing to focus on how I show up and essentially give away my power or betray myself, who I truly am authentically, in the vein of keeping the peace so the conversation is easier. This, I don't think this is always bad. You know, sometimes we just need to do this, right? Like you need to have an interaction, fucking get it over with and get on your way. But for me personally, this doesn't work because it's like a snowball effect. Like if I just do it unchecked, I will go back to my old coat of armor, my old way of being where now I'm just like not being who I am. I'm just like the monkey dancing in the corner to like make everybody happy. Which, as you can imagine, feels like shit. And um, so even though in my, in my healing and in my journey 
and, and just in my change and seeing my worthiness, no matter what people think or say, or what I might assume they're thinking or saying, I have gotten rid of a lot of that. But to be honest, it's still there. And it's so subtle. It's like, so subtle that if I was like ego tripping and being like, I'm healed, I could easily pretend like it's not there, but I see it. I see it. And um, so I, and it's really interesting because I stopped drinking alcohol in, God, I can never remember the year. It's like the year I got married. Ugh, I don't know why I can never remember. I think it was 20, 13 or 2014 when I quit drinking and um and that was great for me I was you know socially acceptable drinker that's fine people never thought I had a problem with alcohol until I quit (laughs) until I quit drinking of course that's like our society you can be blackout drunk on a Saturday night no one has a problem with it but like you stop drinking and then everyone thinks you have a problem with it Uh, But I just didn't like the way it made me feel. I didn't like the, I would have like a lot of guilt around things I would say when I was drinking. Um, It just, I felt like shit the next day. It really was like gasoline on the fire of my anxiety and depression. And so it was a beautiful thing and it's a great gift to not drink alcohol for me personally. I don't have a problem with other people drinking. Do your thing. I do think it's a little annoying when people get drunk and like act like a totally different person. But that's just people being inauthentic, which is whatever, different issue. Um, So that has been really a powerful gateway to me. But what can happen, and I was just talking about this with my partner, Alex, and so I just want to talk about it here, because if it can help you like it helps me to talk about, then, I mean, more power to it. So what happened, though, with that is, like, getting sober and really like drilling down on like all the bullshit ways about myself that like end up really hurting myself or you know not treating myself as like the sacred sovereign being that I am giving my power away just to please other people or keep the peace um that is great all of that is great what's not great is along that path, it's really easy to just start seeing the things that are wrong with you, wrong with me. I'm not putting this on you. But my husband and I were just talking about this where he was, we came to the conclusion, I think he'd be, he'd be okay with me sharing this piece of it. It's like, I and he in certain areas in our life have really grown and changed. So for one thing, like how we measure our self-worth around money has changed and like our um just money issues i mean i think most people have money issues on some level you know they come in all flavors and it was like and then this other issue we were talking about where it's like wow i still narrate and talk to myself in my mind as if i'm still that person that needs kind of like that discipline and tough love in this area from five years ago And that's actually now causing more problems because it's like a lot of negative self-talk and I'm not that person anymore. So um, my point is, is like something to watch out for and something that I'm currently practicing is not taking myself so seriously. Like 
And in that, like judging other people less, judging myself less, stop only looking for the flaws. Like I will notice the flaws when they come up because I'm mindful. I've been practicing mindfulness since, I don't know, like 2005 or something. You know, meditation, mindfulness. So I will notice the flaws. I will feel the flaws. I will feel the threads that I can pull at and try to heal and untangle and undo. But don't take myself so fucking seriously. Like, relax, have a good time, act stupid every once in a while. And so we were just talking about that, um, just not taking ourselves so seriously and really seeing how old ways of coaching ourselves and talking to ourselves and old ways of being and points of view on who we are can really get us tripped up and keep us more in a negative state, even though we're doing better than we've ever been. And I for sure see that in my life. And I know I've talked to other friends and even um, my little twinny sister about this. It's like, that doesn't feel good. And I think that's part of like the self-care umbrella is like just paying attention to like what kind of thoughts go on in your head. Like what are they saying and separating yourself from that and not just automatically believing that they're true. And noticing when you need to like give yourself, cut yourself a little slack and not take yourself so seriously. So if you have a, a slip up or like, for me, I had like a big explosion over the phone, just like yelling at someone in my family who, you know, if I'm going to be kind to myself, she fucking pushed me to the edge, right? Like she pushes and she pushes and she manipulates and she manipulates and normally, I am in a mental state where it's just like, ugh, that's what she does, whatever, moving on, right? Like, sometimes I don't even know if she knows she's doing it. But at the end of the day, there are many reasons, which I'm not going to go, <laughs> this could be like a whole podcast series about this person. But um, for whatever reason, uh, many reasons, I keep her in my life. But I keep her at an arm's distance, and it's a real barometer for my emotional growing and evolving but I had like what I would call a relapse of I just ripped into her and let her have it. And I ended the, f she was kind of up to her manipulating ways, which she denies, but studying her behavior for decades, I think I know what's up. Uh, and that, I, I ended the conversation by saying, look, I don't ever want to be pushed like this. You caught me on a bad mental health week. I shouldn't have even answered the phone. Like I should have called you next week, but I did. I'm having a bad mental health week. You push and you push and I exploded and no one should talk to you like that. You don't deserve that. I don't ever want to be in a position where I feel that angry and that I need to blow my top at someone over something that doesn't necessarily deserve it, right? Like I'm not against anger. I think anger can be very powerful. Um, as a naturally inclined towards anger person, I do see the power in it. And I do see the release in it if I cannot feel guilty about it and do it when it's appropriate. And this, I don't think the interaction that we had warranted my explosion. So I just apologize for the delivery and then hit home the point. I apologize for the delivery, but I meant every word I said. Every word I said is true. The delivery was off, right? So instead of hanging up and like feeling fucking terrible about doing that, um, I did feel bad. 
I did feel bad, but right away, instead of like internalizing it and like feeling shame about it and like, oh, I like went backwards on the growth scale or whatever. Instead, it was like right away I called or I was texting with two soul sisters and was just like, oh, this just happened. I just feel really shitty. Um, But I stand by, you know, the words I said, it's just the reaction was good. And and it's like I have those people and they help me like lighten it up, right? Like kind of laugh about it. Moving forward, they also are very closely, um, close proximity to this person. So it was like a person in common. They knew where I was coming from. They have experience with this person, know where she's coming from. I mean, this is all varied, but like I, I don't feel comfortable like totally airing who these people are. So sorry to be vague, but like, I don't know. I just feel like unless they're going to know that we're having this conversation. I don't necessarily want to blow blow up what's going on in their world. But my point to all of this is to like, in the past, maybe like even two years ago, maybe even a year ago, I would have like really felt bad about that and been like, you know, evolution, I need to evolve more. That's not good enough. And instead being like, you know what? I know myself enough. I've been doing the mindful game for a while. I pay attention to how I feel. I follow the threads. If someone says something that strikes a chord, I might not like it in the moment, but I always circle back and go, yeah, what part of that is me and what can I clean up? And so just like not taking myself so fucking seriously is seems like such a trite thing to be working on, but that's something that I'm working on right now. And my guides have literally been coaching me on that for a year and a half. And it first started coming out as like, play, you need to play more. You need to play more. Do things that help you play. Like, climb a fucking tree, spend too long looking at a flower. Like, don't speed walk, meander around the park. You know, um, laugh with friends, play games, that sort of thing. And so that was really the gateway for me to then like open it up and have a little bit more lightness around me and within me that then was able to like lighten the load. So when I do have a quote like spiritual growth relapse, I'm not like beating myself up about it. It's not more on the pile of shame in my heart, right? So that's something that I'm thinking of and always mindful of is because when we're trying to make ourselves better, I think for me, it's easy to then just start to see the things that need to be better and to not address and give props to and honor and love and cherish and celebrate all the ways that like I'm better than I've ever been. I'm a better version than I've ever been. And I'm still a flawed human, but it still feels way better, you know? So there's that. I'm also always village. Oh oh my gosh. Vigilant, vigilant, vigilant about just the whole grind culture. Um, Am I working enough? I don't work as much as I used to when I was in my wellness career and I totally flamed out. I was working so much. And um, right now, past life regressions, I never do more than one in a day. I have the great great. I'm so thankful for the privilege and the situation in life that I'm in where um, I don't have kids. That's a decision we made uh, separately before we got together. Um, So I'm not like paying for children. I'm not saving for college. Uh, I have a partner who (laughs) does really well in um, corporate America. I laugh because I don't. (laughs) I don't at all. 
Um, so our bills are not sky high and we live pretty modestly for us and um, spent a lot of time paying down debt, getting rid of debt. And so I am aware of the privilege being a white person in this world and um, just the leg up that I have in that way and my partner as well. And I acknowledge it and I honor it and I'm thankful for where I'm at. Also, I don't need to work 60 hours a week to, to pay my bills. And I'm really thankful for that. And uh, I'm really in touch with how much is enough so I don't overdo it and then have to work a lot more to pay for overdoing it. Uh, that's that's really big for me. So um, I, I consider my work in this world is like facilitating past life regression sessions, doing group, group hypnosis events, but also creating a home. Like I, I've never, it's, it's like astrologically, not only astrologically in my like sign and all of that is in my cosmic makeup is like, I'm just someone who needs a peaceful, quiet home. And I didn't have that for, I haven't had that for most of my life. And so learning that about me really helped me understand and allow this drive that I had to always make a nice home for myself. And so knowing that and releasing myself from that grind culture has allowed me to spend more time like creating space that I love. Like I office out of my home. And one of the reasons why I do that is because I haven't found an office space that I would like to be in. But more than that, it's because I spend so much energy and time and love like creating my home and creating the office space. I love that they're together. And and being able to say like part of my work is creating a home life and a social life that I love, one that really fills me up. And these things don't have to cost a lot of money. So if that resonates with you and you are at all like me where I used to struggle with that, like I want to do this. And it was just like another area that I felt like I was failing in because I didn't have time to mow the lawn. I did have time to mow the lawn, but I was just working like 60 to 80 hours a week. So mowing the lawn held no value to me, but I love mowing lawn. Like I love doing that. So being able to like mow the lawn, vacuum once a week, you know, dust, all the things that create a home, like creating a space that you, that I really like to relax in and be in. So I'm not always looking to go out and leave the home because all of that costs money too. Anyway. Uh, so my point is like, I also see that as part of my work too, because my partner works more than me, then I take on that role too. I mean, it's not like that's a full-time job, but it does take a lot of work. And honestly, that usually falls on the uh, woman in a relationship or the more feminine identifying person in a relationship. And so because that's the way society is, because in my and Alex dynamic, I'm the one who wants to do that. I consider that part of my work. Like, that's not something I do on a Saturday afternoon while he gets to relax. No, I'm going to do that on like a Friday afternoon before he gets home. Like it's, it's part of my job. So if you, I say that 
and know like I I feel so thankful that I have the ability and the means to do that um and I do feel like a little vulnerable right now I'm having a little bit of a time of like oh god what are people gonna think knowing that I do that during quote work hours still after all this fucking work I've done <laughs> that's the thought going through my head oh god but anyway it's it's a thought but then I acknowledge it and it leaves it's not gonna dictate my world it's not tainting my afternoon so that's the difference there and I that's a beautiful difference and I will take that any day and I continue to work on it. So that's one of the things that I continue to work on is like releasing myself from that grind culture that we're constantly being promoted, constantly being told that that is the way to value. And it's just not true. So I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you that that's how I operate, releasing myself from grind culture and if that helps you break your connection and you know, control, being controlled by that grind culture and making you feel guilty, then I, I hope that that is, is a load off your shoulders. I, I hope that you can feel that way. Um, if you want to know more about that, the whole releasing the guilt, taking more time for yourself when you can, uh, you know, I can talk more about that. I honestly don't because I don't think it's that interesting I think there's more at the root of it, like self-worth and releasing yourself from always having to be productive and enabling yourself to slow down without being overwhelmed by guilt and all kinds of negative emotions. So there's more to it than that, but you know, there's work to do on that surface too. So let me know if that resonates with you at all. Um, and again, I'm, I'm very thankful for the life my partner and I have created. We were older, we were in our 30s when we got together, and so we both kind of had this life vision in mind, and um, it was real similar. And it included not, not a lot of things that keep us from being, like, free. And so that was one of the reasons why I partnered up with him. Never in a million years did I think I'd get married. So, um, but he was just so great, I had to attach on to him. And if you are just tuning in, if you listen to episode two, my first past life regression, I talk a lot about my connection with Alex. And in the upcoming episodes, February and beyond, I'm going to have more guests and I want to talk more about my connection to Alex. And that is as far as the planning for that has gone. So if you hear that and you're like, oh, I want to know more about this. Or when you have a past client on or, or a guest on, I want to know more about this. Or make sure to ask them this. Like send me an email um, or a message on Instagram and you can, and then I know. Because like I said, I want to create stuff that I want to create and stuff that overlaps with what you want to hear. I think that's, that's real important on this journey. Okay, so that is... That's the big, those are the things that I'm working on. Releasing myself from grind culture, um, acknowledging and healing and nurturing the ways in which I subtly still give away my power um, in times where I just want to keep the peace and get the fuck out of Dodge. Which again, is not a bad thing, but when you're dealing with people on a regular basis and I'm choosing to have them in my life and in my orbit, I need to show up as me. I can't be showing up manipulating because that's a lot of stress and pressure. And I believe that when you're put into a biological family or a created family, whether it's biological or not, um, 
with people. I believe that we had contracts with them for different reasons that we may or may not know what those reasons are. But you can damn well place your bets on the fact that you showing up, me, not you, I mean maybe you, but me showing up as my authentic self is part of that contract. If I show up as my authentic self and it rubs my mother the wrong way, that's her to deal with, right? Like I can always be more kind, kind to myself, kind to her. But if she has a problem with just like who I am and what I like, because I don't fit in a box that she created for what she wants her daughter to be like, then that is her issue to deal with, right? Loving, acceptance, all of that stuff. I don't know, I don't know what it looks like from her point of view, but that's what I mean on that. It's like, we don't have contracts with people so we can try to manipulate them and keep them comfortable. That's not why we have contracts with people. We have contracts with people so they can help us learn ourselves more, learn more skills, evolve as a soul. If we're doing it, if we're um, on that path and that's a conscious path, if you're listening to this podcast, you're on that path. Um, and, and sometimes that's uncomfortable, but for humans, that's just the way it is. Like we don't often learn when we're super comfortable and, um, we learn when we're stressed and uncomfortable and that's when we learn and change. And that's just kind of the human way. It doesn't always have to be that way, but when it's that way, it's like so fucking blatant what we need to do. (laughs) This podcast episode is so long. I was drinking a, a cup of coffee before I recorded it and thinking, this might be my shortest episode yet. And then a different voice came in my head and was like, no, it's not. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so those are the things that I'm working on. I would love to hear what you're kind of in the middle of, um, whether you're doing past life regression with me or with someone else, or maybe you're doing something else, or maybe you're like, <clears throat> I'm just journaling or... <clears throat> Sorry about that. Or maybe you're like, I'm just journaling, not just journaling, journaling so hard. Like I don't, I, that's a practice that would serve me every day. And I just like, can't do it until like all the chips are down and I have no other option, but like maybe you're journaling or maybe you've started meditating or maybe you're totally new to this. And you're like, I don't know. I want to hear what you guys are working on. Um, Cause it's just like, makes it lighter and brighter. I think when we share it with people, when we don't, when I don't, I know things can feel like heavier and more secret and shamey. And it's like, it doesn't have to be like, we're all dealing with shit. Even the people who look perfect, like they got their stuff. Even if they say they don't, like (laughs) they do (laughs) believe it. Okay. So, uh, so there it is. That's the episode things I'm working on the break for January. I'll be back February 7th with an episode. I don't know what that episode's going to be. So find me on Instagram. Cause I'm sure I'll be talking about it eventually past lives tour guide on Instagram. Uh, also on Instagram, I'll be doing like a hypnosis at home promotion. So, uh, maybe like six or eight weeks ago, I did one where it was like, if you left a review for the podcast or you did something else that I don't remember now, uh, you got a free hypnosis at home recording. So if you were one of those people and you got it and you used it and you see, you saw some changes or felt differently afterwards, I'd love to hear it. If you haven't already told me about it, I'd love to hear it. And thank you for everybody who participated in that. Thank you for everybody who listens to this podcast. Even if you're just listening and you're not participating, I still really, really appreciate that.
And if you've left a review, a five-star review, or you actually typed out a review, which I love reading those, I have so much gratitude for you. I know what it's like to like a podcast and never leave a review. I'm guilty of that. I'm trying to get better at it. So, um, and I have gotten better at it since I've been asking people to do it on my podcast. I'm like, okay, you better pony up and do it on yours. Do it for the ones you like. So if you have left a review, if you leave a review in the future, I'm so, so thankful to you. And I read them and I just love them. So let me know. That is our episode for today. My favorite part of these conversations, as you know, is talking to people, you, about it. So I'd love to hear, again, your reactions, questions about all of this, um, stuff I'm working on. I want to know what you're working on. What do you think of the break? Do you have a hard time taking a break? Let me know. Let me know over email. You can subscribe at pastlivesandthedivine.com slash subscribe. Once you do that, you'll get an email just kind of welcoming you to the list. And um, you can always hit reply to that email and let me know. Also, did you think of someone in particular, a friend who you're like, ooh, he, she, they would love this podcast, um, this episode or the podcast in general? I would love it so much if you would say, forward it to them and let them know, kind of give them that endorsement. That's like the best marketing for me. And I really appreciate when you all do that. Uh, Okay, so... Thanks for listening and being open to the power of past lives, to the soul evolution, all of our soul experiences while we walk this earth together. As always, everybody, take anything from this episode that makes you feel better and just leave the rest.